Hey everybody, welcome once again to Greenlight Reviews, where we talk about movies. My name is Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And today, Ann, we are going to talk about a film called The Monuments Men. Okay. It is produced, directed, written by, and starring... George Clooney. Boy, he was busy. There are an awful lot of other very interesting actors in this film. Bill Murray, John Goodman, Jean Dujardin, we remember him winning the Oscar for The Artist. Correct. Hugh Bonneville, Bob Balaban, and of course, Kate Blanchett, who is not a monuments man, but she's sort of a monuments woman. (laughs) This is based on a true story. During the Second World War, we have discovered that the Nazis in their invasion of all of Europe, have stolen billions of dollars worth of classical art, sculptures and paintings and what have you, and they've hidden them somewhere. Six guys, four of them were Americans, one is French and one is British, are hired and kind of accepted into the United States Army to look around for, find, and rescue all these pieces of art. And these pieces of art are by Rembrandt and by... Picasso. Picasso. Everybody from 16th century on. This is a fascinating story and a very serious story when you think of how many people were robbed and then killed for this art during the Second World War. And unfortunately, Anne, this movie does not take itself nearly serious enough. I agree. It was a shame because the story was so great. The cast was great. The concept was great. And then it turned into a great big disappointment. They started performing this film as if it were an Ocean's 15 film this time. I agree. It's Clooney and his merry band of art collectors, curators, and museum directors, and so on. The tone of the movie was very unclear. Clooney, as the director and as the writer, did not know whether he was doing a comedy or a drama. And the result is a mishmash of styles. Absolutely. His relationship with Matt Damon in this film reminds me so much of the Ocean's Eleven series. I thought, why are they sitting there and joking? This is a ghastly thing that has happened. I get very emotional about art, as I think a lot of people do. And why are they sitting there joking at a bar in a luxurious hotel having a drink? I don't know. Here's another problem for me with this movie. Okay. Here you have a group of men, and I'm going to throw Kate Blanchett into that mix for the moment. They are supposed to be art experts. Yes. There is not a bit of dialogue on an intellectual level about art. This is a movie that screams for that kind of dialogue. I just couldn't believe that any of these seven or eight actors had any background whatsoever in art. They were unbelievably miscast, I think. And that's the mistake of the director. Absolutely, absolutely. The question is raised in the movie, but it's not raised strongly enough. And that is, do you give up a life of one man to save billions of dollars worth of historical art? I mean, that is a topic that is broached, but that could have been such an extraordinary debate. And instead, they replace it with some hokey, jokey dialogue. And then Clooney and his writing partner, Grant Hesloff put together some kind of a cockamamie romance between Matt Damon and Kate Blanchett, who looks like a character from a Mel Brooks movie. <laughs> 
uh, like Cloris Leachman with those sensible spinster-like shoes and little funny wire rim glasses. And a ghastly accent. A horrifying French accent. There's not a bit of sexuality going on from either one of these two people. For them to even make that little bit of romance between the two, it was ridiculous. You know, I have loved most of them in many, many films, including Bob Balaban, a supporting actor in many things. I've always enjoyed him. Certainly, Jean Dujardin. He was the best thing in the movie, He was. He is a charming, delightful, very handsome guy with the best smile I've ever seen anywhere. But by the time he shows up in the film, I'm so annoyed. For me, it's not the worst film I've seen in months, but I think it's the most disappointing for me. I agree. They flattened out what could have been an extraordinary story, and then they let it just play out like a bunch of frat boys going through the salt mines and different hiding places where they were able to locate the art. But it really didn't have integrity. It didn't have passion. And it didn't have anything that was remotely believable about these so-called art curators who were supposedly dedicated to finding and salvaging our history. Clooney is also saddled with the worst part of the film, and that is that he has to drone on and on and on and deliver terrible speeches about the history of our lives and so on. It was an awkward picture. Very, very badly managed, I think, all the way through. I was very disappointed because I love George Clooney, as you well know. And I think most women feel that way about George Clooney. They find him very attractive. I think most men find him attractive and entertaining. And the cast was first rate. It just was a movie gone bad. And that's just one of those unfortunate things. It's not going to hurt anyone's career permanently. No, it really isn't. I do have to mention one other actor in the film. He's one of the villains, one of the Nazis. His name is Eustace van Dotnanyi. And for those of you who are music lovers and those of you who live in Cleveland, he is the son of Christoph van Dotnanyi, who was for many, many years the conductor of the Cleveland Orchestra. Yes. And I thought he was pretty good in this film, too. He didn't have that much to do. But I got about 15 minutes into this film, and I just said to myself, this could have been better. Could have been. It should have been. It should have been better. And I watched it not so slowly going right down the drain. I was very disappointed by it. Is it the worst film I've ever seen? No. I'm not going to give it a red light because I don't hate it, but I just didn't like it very much at all. So for me, it's a flickering yellow light. I wish it had been done differently. Yeah. It's a movie that should have been a work of art about works of art. And instead, it turns out to be a great dismal failure. So for me, The Monuments Men just gets a red light. Okay. A red light and a flickering yellow light for. The Monuments Men. We're going to come back and review another film very, very soon. We hope you will join us at that time. We hope that we're both going to be happier at what we have seen. Until then, though, my name is Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes that if you're looking for great art, as these guys were, you can find it the next time you sit down and have a wonderful experience at the movies. Hello everyone, my name is Matt Neglia, and I am the host of the Next Best Picture podcast, part of the Film Entertainment Awards website, Next Best Picture. 
Bet.com. On our show, we explore all year long what is possibly going to win Best Picture at the Oscars. We do this by conducting interviews with people within the film industry, holding weekly reviews of the latest theatrical releases, and on our main show, where we dive into various different topics, answer your fan questions, and also do our best to explore Oscar history's past in hopes that it will tell us something new for this upcoming award season race. We hope that you will join us on all of the various podcasting networks. We look forward to seeing you over at nextbestpicture.com.